From battling the enemy in Iraq to battling PTSD back home. Coming up, a faith-based movie tackles this tough issue. You're going to hear from the executive producer and writer, as well as the star of My Brother's Keeper, straight ahead. There is the word, there is the way. And brothers and sisters who find strength in their belief. We meet Faces of Faith with Phil Scoggins. First of all, I want you to meet Ty Manns. Ty, the executive director of the movie My Brother's Keeper, he wrote the script, and we're going to get into what motivated him to write such an, a powerful script for the movie. Uh, he, of course, is the uh, president and CEO of Manns Mackey Studios, and so we're going to talk about uh, his uh, company as well. But you are also about to meet T.C. Stallings, and if you have seen the movie, you know the incredible role that he played in that movie, and we're going to have a chance to talk to him about how he prepared for such a dynamic role. So, T.C., thanks for joining us. Tell us where you're uh, calling in from. I am calling in from Texas. From Texas. Sir, we will, uh, we will ask you both a question. First of all, I always like to start, before we get into the movie, about your faith journey. Tell me what role faith plays in each of your lives, and we'll start with you, Ty. Well, I mean, for me, it's everything, right? Um, and it actually started for me years ago. The genesis of it for me was this story uh, as a young kid. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll talk more about that, but it was this story that as a young kid watching my father go through what he was going through and then watching he and my mother turn to faith and, of course, w seeing what that did for them and for the mm -hmm. family really got me interested in exploring, okay, what is this faith really about? If it, it was so powerful that it it took him to these new places, mm -hmm. then I wanted to learn more about it, and I've been walking in that journey ever since. All right, TC, uh, share a little bit about your faith journey with us. Uh, for me, you know, I started off, uh, just grew up with a belief, you know, um, from my mom. And um, she went to church, she sung in the choir, and I was the youngest of six. So by the time she had me, I, she was, you know, she was 30 years old, and she had gotten uh, the furthest along in her faith that, that um you know, that any of any of the children had experienced. So I always say I was a beneficiary of her of her best level of faith in life. And so I got a chance to uh, be taken to church and I got an early habit of faith at that point. Uh, but I, I just didn't really know what it meant to follow Jesus, like with all my heart and let scripture lead my life and let the Holy Spirit lead my life. Those things I hadn't quite picked up yet, but my mother definitely put me on the right path. And then it was in my college years around my sophomore year uh, at a Bible study that I, that I, that a, a fellow student really, really kind of dug in scripture with me and showed me what it truly mean to be a Christ follower. We started looking at scriptures that show that, you know, compromising ain't the way you can't have one foot in the world and then one foot in God. And, and we kind of really ran through it and the scriptures jumped out of me in such a way that they really hadn't before. I kind of re rededicated things then. And I always say it was my sophomore year that I truly became a Christ follower and really started to understand what it, what it mean to be. A Christian, and that really, I would say, is the beginning of me um, just being authentic to the calling versus just a believer leading up to that point. I see. We want to uh, to focus so much on on the movie, and if you haven't seen the movie, uh, we need to go to the 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 creator of the script uh, and and just let you explain the storyline that 
again, TC and the rest of the cast uh, displayed so beautifully on the big screen. Yeah. But, but get to the storyline and, and how that developed in your mind. Well, uh, this is a story I've wanted to write for a number of years because this story is you know, based loosely on my father uh, when he returned from Vietnam. So it's been sitting there, and it had been sitting there for a very, very long time. I just had to get the courage to write it uh, because, you know, I had to go back and relive a 10-year-old, a 13-year-old mind and, and, and those things that happened back then. So this, this story is about, uh, you know, a soldier who comes home from war and learns that he's no longer himself, that he's battling demons that he's never had to, to fight against before. It's a different kind of enemy for him. And it also shows, I wanted to also show the people around him and how they suffered and how they fought to, 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 to save him. And, you know, T.C. plays the lead. He plays my father in the story. And um, you just follow that journey. You follow that, that, that character's journey from coming home, dealing with this, this new enemy, and the people around him that's trying to help him get past that point, and then you kind of see him evolve from there. How did TC uh, come to mind for the starring role in the movie? What uh, connection did you two guys have? And talk to us about the relationship that that, that you have as uh, producer and yeah. actor. Well, TC was on the movie A Question of Faith, which I also wrote. And that's where we first met. Um, TC tells his story so much better than me. But that's well, jump in, TC. <laughs> uh, no, it's just it's just cool. We we uh, I he, I got cast for a question of faith. I hadn't met Ty. You only hear his name, you know. Uh, they talk about you know who wrote it, and you ask for the information. They say you know it was written by Ty Mans, and I hadn't 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 met Ty yet. And you know I get there and I'm meeting the cast, and I I, I just done a little bit, you know, because I had a, I think I had a week there. Had done a few of, of days of my work, and then it was just, I can't remember if it was midweek or just a few days into it. We go to where you get your snacks at the crafty table, and, uh, you know, we're eating, and he walks up and introduces himself, and I had heard the name say, hey, what's going on? And, and uh, you know, honored to be on, and that's when he says, yeah, that's great. And I'm like, where's the coffee? He's like, it's right over there, but I want to talk to you about a movie. And he just, <laughs> I mean, he just ran right into it, and I didn't know what he'll end up telling you is that he had been, you know, watching me and kind of was familiar with a little bit of the things that I've done. And just, and when he saw me in person and we got to talking, he was telling me that, you know, I wrote a, I wrote a script and I'm, th I'm thinking about, you know, you in the lead role. And I, any actor will tell you, you hear that. And there's just so many people say these things and not all of them even come close to coming through. It's just kind of, you know, crafty table, small talk, as we like to call it. And so I'm listening. I'm like, okay. And I take everybody seriously, but it's just like, I believe in when I see it. He, he had that script to me in days. I read it. Uh, my manager read it, which is my wife. You know, we're, you know, she's crying. We're all inspired by it. And I'm just like, wow, I did the things that this character is going to have to deal with. If I can pull this off. Wow. He just, he just gave me an alley-oop to have a life-changing uh, career because it's going to tell it's going to show people my range this is crazy good and so I got right back to him and said I'd be honored and then when he told me everybody else who's going to be involved I said oh he he set the table this is going to be great and so that's that's how I got involved he does tell it much better than I <laughs> <laughs> and then you asked about our friendship now as just you know you know director writer producer and then actor 
I, I would sum that up easy to tell you, he's just great. Just because it's just one of those things where he just, he says he's going to do something, he does it. And I saw that obviously right from, he impressed me with my brother's keeper, you know, and it's just the way he's been. I've, I've just been my, my third time working with him. And he always says, I got something for you. I think you fit. I read it. And I, I, I love, love what he wrote. And then I jump in. And so it's just one of those things now where, you know, if I ever see something that, you know, I think he, he could direct or people ask me who could do a film, I'm like, you might, you might want to hit up, you know, Man's Maggie Studios. They do a good job. I and mean, he does the same thing for me. If it's something that I, that I fit, he'll call me up like, TC, I think you might be able to knock this out. And so I, I love that's that's the kind of relationship that you love to have uh, just because somebody knows you really, really well and then kind of know what fits you. And it's almost like sometimes you don't even care to read a script no more. It's just like, you know what, if he calls me, it's, it's, let's do it. So it's, it's, a, it's a great friendship. And that's just from the business side, just from the regular side. This is a guy and I do the same thing that will call and check on your family, check, see how you're doing. And sometimes it's just about that. And that's that's when you got a friend, not just someone who uses you for work it's, it's friendship i know if i need something he got me and if he if he needs something i got him so that's that's where we at sound like a special relationship oh I, I, it is I, I love him to death and uh, you know he has a great family his wife i mean we all just get along now and yeah he's right we we call up and talk about sports or whatever yeah. whatever it is it's it's not yeah. just about work and right. and that's what i appreciate about the relationship because there's always a fine line between producers directors and talent and mm-hmm. and there's a moment when you have to be in a business mode, of course. And then there's mm-hmm. a moment where if you can, you don't necessarily have to. And mm-hmm. I'm just thankful uh, that we found a way to not always talk business. It's mm-hmm. just sometimes right. it's just, hey, what have you been doing? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, thing. his wife, his wife, me and man's at the at what we show in a movie in Atlanta. Like these are things she don't have to do. She'd come up to me. She brought her pastor over, introduced me to her pastor. And, you know, they, her and her pastor prayed over me just as far as like what I can, for what I can do coming off the heels of this, you know, asking the Lord to mm-hmm. elevate my platform. But like that has nothing to do with, with work. That's, they shouldn't have to do stuff like that. So like, if you didn't really, you know, care about the person beyond just work, you wouldn't do stuff like that. So that's yeah. the kind of things that I'm talking about. It's just, uh, it's kind of, it's, it's cool. This was a challenge for you professionally because you didn't have a military background and you didn't have any experience with PTSD personally. Mm-hmm. How did you prepare to play this role? Yeah, it was definitely a challenge. Like I said, that was one of the, the many things that drew me into it was, you know, no experience with either one of those things, yet those people who've experienced those things are going to be watching you, mm-hmm. your PTSD people mm-hmm. your military people. And it's funny, they both will care about the representation of it. You know, you can overdo or underdo the PTSD effects. You can misrepresent the military, which would be a terrible thing to do with the way you carry yourself, the way you talk to even just, it's even even more difficult, even the way you look, the way you're, you're groomed, the way just everything. Soldiers take so much pride in it. And it's like, this guy's, your hair is wrong, his outfit's wrong. Like if you, if they say that, and then they're instantly not going to believe you. You know, even if the world falls for it, the soldiers won't. They'll be like, this is, this is crazy. So for me, that kind of pressure was, it was, it was, I don't want to say frightening. It was, um, it was exhilarating at first, but it makes you nervous because you know, you got some serious judgment coming and, on the, but the, but the payoff was exciting for me because I'm like, well, if you do that, if you get soldiers saying, man, this guy nailed it, you know, and, and then the PTSD saying, Hey, that was a accurate portrayal then it was exciting. So I knew I just needed to, all I needed to do, I keep it simple. It's not that deep. I just wanted to see people who has, have really had these things. I wanted to see them and talk to them. And 
I, I didn't get a chance to do it as much as I would have liked to in person, but I thank God for like YouTube and, and just how you can Google these, these and watch these interviews and listen to it. That's the next best thing. Cause I'm watching them tell their stories and I'm watching them describe it. And, and you can see these soldiers tell what it's like to be in the military and to get have PTSD. So I was killing two birds with one stone. I was also looking at PTSD from other aspects because it's not just with like war as people think it's just anything that's traumatic that sticks out to you. So I would listen to those interviews and then I had all these soldiers on set. Ty has a military family. So I was covered from the military standpoint. And I watched so many videos that I was thinking PTSD in my dreams. So I, I had that going. And then you just use your God-given gifts to kind of pull it all together and be, you know, Travis, you know, the character from the other uh, nuances. And uh, so I was all good to go. And then I got surrounded by a very talented cast. So it was really hard to mess it up, man. You just had to just go in there and to just be yourself, be authentic to it and let it all kind of just spill out on screen and hopefully you get some inspiration and impact on the people and they believe what you do. Ty, when did you know that you had a special film? Wow. Uh, I don't know if I ever really know at times because I'm nervous about my work. <laughs> believe it or yeah. not, I'm, it's hard for me to even sit in a theater and watch my own work uh, because I'm just nervous. I'm like, oh, I'm hoping that people will accept it and get the points that they're supposed to get. Mm -hmm. But you know, I, we've had people since the film come out, email and, and postings and say, hey, man, this has really helped me. And, you know, I'm so glad you made it the way you made it because it's a Christian film, but it's also an entertaining story. So, and it's about PTSDs. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So you have to figure out for me as the writer, I had to figure out, okay, how dark do I go in some places? Mm -hmm. Try not to, you know, just skirt over something, try to be as authentic as I can, but still don't turn away the Christian audience and, and the, the, the general public. So it was a little challenge for me there, but when I get messages in to say, Hey, you nailed it. This is exactly what I experienced or, more so when I, I've gotten things to come in from people who, in the movie, like Keisha's character, trying to support a loved one or a friend, saying, I went through that exact same thing with a friend of mine. So that's when I start to feel like, okay, uh, maybe I got it right. Uh, and, you know, you can't please uh, everyone. We've also right. had some comments come in that saw oh, it was a horrible movie. Okay. Right, right. But, you know, it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay. You're going to get those. And, um, you know, we accept those the same way we accept the good comments. And you know, we understand that not everyone will enjoy my writing, TC's performance, Keisha's performance, or whatever the case may be. But for the people who did enjoy it, uh, we're blessed and thankful. You know, and we pray to, that people who watch it on DVD now will get to experience it as well. Well, I know Absolutely. that at the National Infantry Museum, when uh, it was premiered here in Columbus, yes. And, and they opened the screen up and, and had a number of, of sold-out performances. But uh, we did a Q&A afterwards, after the first uh, 3 o'clock showing. Right. And, and a young lady stood up and, and gave testimony to what the movie, what it spoke to her yeah. and, and her heart of hearts about because of what she had experienced. I believe it was with a son involving mm -hmm. PTSD. Uh, and, and I guess that is when you get... The, the ultimate uh, 
assurance that absolutely this has been worthwhile yeah and you know i, I will tell you at that i think it was at that same q a though when the associate pastor of one of the mm-hmm. churches there stood up and said you know when you movie guys were coming to our church we were all so afraid we were like all these hollywood types gonna be right here giving orders but then he said but you know your your team your actors your crew everybody was so polite they were so caring and they actually said that they had fun that week right. we were there. And that, to me, meant more than anything else because that kind of showed the professionalism as a team that we want to be. We just don't want to make great movies. Uh, we want people to, to feel good about when we show up, that, hey, these guys are professionals. They're going to make sure that respect and professionalism is always there. So I remember the comment the young lady talking about her experience, but I really took away that comment that associate pastor said. And I was just like, wow, that's, that's the kind of, that's how we want to be known. We want to be known as professionals. And, and he kind of validated that for us. I was really excited about that. TC, what was the hardest moment for you as an actor? Uh, You were, you were called upon to, you know, portray this uh, Travis Fox, uh, the Sergeant who, who came back and went through the PTSD uh, uh, exhibit of of that once he returned home. But in the storyline, what was the hardest moment for you as an actor? Uh, I would say for me, the the toughest part was always just trusting myself. Just, just, you know, with a role like this, like I said, we just talked about, you know, how, how challenging it was and the anxiety you get from wanting to make sure that, you know, are the soldiers going to believe it? Are the people going to believe it? Are the PTSD people going to believe it? You know, and just being believed. So then, you know, whenever there is a, you, you finish a scene and it's like, okay, cut. And then it's time to move on. But you're, you're, you're wondering, I mean, should I, should I have cringe a little more? You know, should I, and you're almost like, ah, let me get one more. Let me get one more. Like in your mind, you never feel like you got it. And it's like, as an actor, you kind of tend to over edit yourself. And I don't normally do that at all. But for a role like this one, I found myself wondering like, Hmm, is it, you always think, you know, I got to Cause once we move on, that's it. It's rare that you can ever come back mm-hmm. to that setup because continuity will be all messed up. So if you're going to get it, you got to do it right there. And so sometimes when we're getting ready to move on, there's times where I would think to myself like, ah, I might've should have did this, but I always say, man, you prayed before you got going, mm-hmm. you put in the work, you knew your lines, you, you know, you, it's just like, you just got to trust it. So a lot of times, you know, it was just leaving things, leave that scene behind. It's gone. Nothing you can do move forward. And then, you know, and, and, and when you see it, you know, and, and sometimes I would kind of see the replay and I'm like, gosh, that I like and I'm hard on myself. And I'm like, I liked it. I'm like, what were you worried about? And, and so over time, it's just, you know, trusting yourself and just understanding that, you know, if you try to do this role to please every single person that's going to see it, you're never going to get out of this scene. So just just do it, trust yourself and move on. And uh, after a while, it, it wasn't it wasn't too deep. But, you know, if I'm honest about it, every now and again, you, you wonder like, wow, you know, was that uh, was that did you get it? Did you nail it? But then I look over when a director tells you, especially in this particular case because it's so personal. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm basically playing Ty's dad and, and, and things that he's seen in real life. When they give you that nod and say, oh man, you got, then that just, it gives you mm-hmm. peace. And I'm just like, man, if, if, if y'all can't believe it now, well, the, the, the person who actually experienced it said it was spot on. So 
I don't think I care about what y'all say, say no more. And uh, so, yeah, so that, that was probably the most difficult part, but it, it was, it was fun. It grows you as an actor and, you know, I, I wouldn't change anything that, that I did. I do it the exact same way. What about you when you were, uh, you know, I assume you were there on the set mm-hmm. for yep. the whole shoot. Yes. Was there a moment where you're swallowing hard and uh, maybe more nervous wondering, you know, can this portray what, what you've got on paper? Can the, can the words become life yeah. on the screen? Well, I was never worried about whether the words could become life on screen because, again, like TC said earlier, I've been watching my psalm in War Room. I went and looked at a couple of the movies he was in. Then I'm watching him on the set of A Question of Faith, and I'm looking at him, and I went there thinking, like, man, I sure hope I get a chance to talk to this guy because I want to talk to him about this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I purposed in my mind that the first chance I got, I was going to, there wouldn't be much conversation other than let me tell you about this movie. Um, <laughs> so that's why I kind of, when we got to the, the crafty table that day, that's why I just went right into it because I didn't know how much time I'd have to Cut talk to the to chase. Him. Right, right. Uh, but so I, I was never really worried about that part because if you look at the cast itself, TC, Keisha, Greg Allen Williams, Blue Kimball, Jeff Rose. I mean, the cast yeah. itself, when we looked up on the wall in the production office that day and looked at, you know, looked at the pictures of the cast, we knew we had something special. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that part I was never really worried about. Uh, there were uh, a time or two on set where, uh, and one particular time in the, in, in the movie where TC is yelling at the pastor, uh, I remember walking up to him and I said, uh, he was a little bit more angry than that. Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> and he's like, "Really?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, just let it go, man." But then I walked away because I didn't want to. I did. I walked down the street that day. I just didn't want to see it again. Yeah. yeah. So there were a few times on set when uh, TC was doing something, and I I just walked away. I said, "Okay, I saw it. I don't want to see it again. I don't want to see the next takes because I just didn't want to go back to that ten, twelve, thirteen year old boy and relive those moments." And then there were a couple of times on set that I walked up to TC and some of the talent and said, hey, I didn't write it that good. <laughs> what you guys wow. just did was incredible. Because wow. yeah, I was just blown away. I was like, no, awesome. it, I didn't envision it when I wrote it like that. It was great. So you get it both ways. I mean, um, I, there was never a time where I walked up and said, I'm not happy with what was going on. It was, they, they were always, I mean, all of them came to the set prepared ready to go, and they just dived right into the, these characters, and they made them fun to watch on screen. That was for sure. Well, TC, you played uh, opposite uh, Keisha Knight-Pulliam, and what was that experience like? Was it the first time you'd ever worked with her? Uh, yeah, that was that was the first time, and uh, it was cool just because, you know, we're, right, we're kind of the same age. Mm-hmm. We're close in age. And so, you know, I was, I was her age when she was playing Rudy, you know, you grow up and, and I know she probably get tired of hearing that, but that's, that's just, I mean, but at the same time, I bet it's an honor for her. She know when, you know, when you play a role that everybody knows you for and, and mm-hmm. it spans years, that's, that's a really honor, you know? And uh, so for me, I always tell the story, you know, people ask me about the people I was on set with and Keisha and, and the rest of those guys and gals. And it's just like, you know, a lot of them were child, childhood uh, sitcom stars and, when I'm watching them, you know, I'm, I'm a young budding football player. That's what I wanted to do. I didn't want to be an actor when I was their age. So I'm, I'm not sitting there looking and saying, one day I'm going to be on, on, on set with, with, with Rudy, you know, like that's not my goal. And so it's just funny how when you're watching, you know, Cosby show and, and, you know, only the Lord know 
that about 25 or so years from now, yep. you'd be you'd be trading lines with that same uh, little girl. <laughs> and I just think that that stuff just cracks me up, man. So it was just it was just cool to uh, you know get there, and then obviously you know we we went on to work together again. So you know we developed a little chemistry there. So it was cool to be able to do that, but uh, it was fun. It was it was an honor. This movie was shot in Columbus. Uh, what went into the thought process of hey, why don't we just shoot it right here? Uh, you know, in your, yeah. in your backyard. Yeah. Well, part of it was, and I'm gonna be I'll be honest. I'm I'm always honest as I can be. Part of it was I just wanted to stay at home. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to anyone. I, I just, I was just like, man, I sure would like to shoot a movie and go home and sleep in my own bed instead of sleeping in hotels for two months, <laughs> which I'm about to do next week. Uh, but <laughs> but um, I did. I just, and you know, I, I did. I was like, man, I would like to just do a movie in my backyard. Uh, our, our sons were young. I wanted them to, to see the movie-making experience. In yeah. fact, my oldest boy actually gripped on this or he was a PA on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted them to just see, Hey, this is what, this is what dad does and come watch it. Um, I wanted my wife to be involved in the process. And the other half of that was, it was an agreement that I made with the city of Columbus you know, with the film commission. Uh, I told them like, okay, I'll, you know, at that point, the film commission was still building that fund that they have now. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, I'll, I'll shoot a film here to help prove the concept that a full length feature could be made from start to finish and that we could build crews here. And then we went over and we made a, uh, an agreement with Columbus state university that we would use their film production uh, students in the, you know, as crew members in the movie to help start building those crews. So, you know, it was, it was part of saying, okay, Hey, I'm going to be a little selfish here, but I do want to give back as much as I can to the community. And I think we had maybe 14, 15 uh, Columbus State kids on that set. And then we had probably another 15 local people here from the town. So out of a 50-plus crew, you know, two-thirds of it was from right here in Columbus. And that made me happy because you get to see how hard people in Columbus who are interested in the creatives really want to work. And everybody did a great job. Well, I'll put in a plug for WRBL's own Elizabeth White. That's uh, right. She was uh, played a, a cameo role. She did. She did. Her oh. and her son. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I was watching. Um, she was. She had, she had put something on Facebook. It was like a report she had put on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I just popped it up and I'm watching it. And I said, you know, we still need a wife for Joey Lawrence's character. And uh, I said, I wonder if she has any kids. So I popped over to her Facebook page, and sure enough, there's just looked like a 10-year-old boy with her. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, this is going to be perfect. So I just messaged her and said, hey, you want to be in a movie? <laughs> you and your 10-year-old son, come on if you want to. And I, I think she came back first like, well, are you serious? What's going on? And I explained it to her, and she said, yeah, I'd love to do it. And so, again, it was drawing in people from the community and getting them involved, uh, you know, in this project. And uh, her and her son did a great job. I mean, a lot of people cry at the end of the movie just from when T.C. hands the little boy the Bible. It's a powerful Mm -hmm. moment in the story. Talk to me about uh, T.C. Uh, Was this your first time in Columbus shooting or even uh, being in the city? Um. I think for that 
for that film, yes, yep, because I, I'm almost mixing up. It's been it's been a, a few years. We, I came right back for another one, uh, mm-hmm. a little bit later, and um, ended up shooting there twice. But yeah, that was my first time in Columbus, Georgia. Not my first time in the state, but that was my first time in Columbus. What was your impression of the Fountain City? It was cool. I mean, and for me, you know, it's funny when you when you're working. It, the thing that helps you know about the city is when the extras come in, because a lot of times the extras are locals. Mm-hmm. And then when you start u- using some of the local places, you know, and the people who, you know, tie and, and everybody allowed uh, to be in it. A lot of times, uh, whether they were seen or not, these are local owners, you know, because a lot of times you can just buy the place or rent the place. And then you sweep out everything local and you bring in all your your actors to to, you know, fill it up and do things, but they use a lot of local people for the extras and stuff. So for me, you know, you don't get a whole, whole lot of time to run around the city when you, when you shot all day and then you got to go to bed. Cause you got to get right back up, especially with me being the lead character. I was pretty much in every scene. I didn't have a whole lot of days off at all, but um, using the locals in terms of the, the uh, shops and facilities and then the extras being locals, that kind of gives you a flavor of how people act and uh, nobody treated me bad at all. Um, it was a pretty place, at least the places that when you, the locations that we were, I mean, right there by that river, you know, where I got a chance to run across the, run down that river mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and just, again, it's just get to meet people. When you meet the extras, you meet in the, in the locals, you meet people who live right there and how they treat you is gives you a little bit of a taste, small sample of the place. And, uh, so I was treated great. So it was, it was fun for me, man. I'll, I'll shoot there anytime I'm max to shoot there. There is a, a poster on the uh, wall behind you, War Room, uh, that movie pretty much uh, produced by the Kendrick brothers, but uh, about uh, prayer. What mm-hmm. role did prayer play for you in the making of My Brother's Keeper? Oh, it, it, it pr- prayer is the way I do everything. So for me, you know, that's the way I, I live my life. You know, I, I talk to the Lord about not only just what I'm supposed to do, where I'm supposed to be, even if I'm supposed to take the role, you know, I mean, I did the same thing for that one right there. You know, that, that's a question of faith. You know, um, I pray about when, when I get scripts, the first thing I do is I pray, you know, the question of faith, war room, courageous, all those movies. And we pray about whether I even need to be on them or not. Cause I just want to be what the Lord wants me to be. And then, you know, if I, you know, I, I got the role, I take the role. Now I don't want to solely just depend on my talent. I want to depend on, on God. I, I really do believe for sure that, you know, I can ask God for anything like it says in scripture. So I'm just like, Lord, give me the right mannerisms. Give me the right, you know, there's just the right things to say and how to say them. I know, you know, and, and you know, it's funny. I do the same thing for auditions as well, which is the most tense time where you're trying to think, what does the producer want to see? What does the, what does the, I always ask God, like, you, you know, I mean, if, if I'm gonna get this role, you already know, show me what I need to do. So I have the Lord walk with me every single step of the way. And I have no problem giving the Lord credit for anything I've ever done on screen. Um, it's just because, like I say, I, I, I know my gifts come from him. So I just pray about everything, you know, make sure I study my Bible in the morning just so the Lord can speak to me first thing. And I speak to him through prayer first thing. And then after that, I feel like I'm good to go. You know, that's how I, that's like my, you know, my, my morning get right, my morning get ready. You know, if, if the Lord done spoke to me and, and, and gave me his blessings, I the rest doesn't really matter. I mean, let me just, you know, be who we want me to be in this movie, around people, love people, love him, and keep it going. So that's like my playbook for the day. If, if, if the game is life, then the Bible is my my playbook for the day. And so that's kind of how I treat it. And prayer as well. That's how I hear from my, my head coach. So that's kind of like my little strategy for the day each day. So, yeah, it helped me out a lot. Well, when it comes to making movies, and, and certainly you've made a good many faith-based movies, you mentioned 
uh, Courageous, War Room, um, the one... Um, Question of Faith, War Question Room, of Faith, yeah, that was the one yeah. that was on behind you. Um, yeah. Are you, do you feel locked into wanting to, to confine yourself to that uh, genre of movie? No, nah, I don't confine myself to anything because, you know, I got that, that would not allow God to put me where he want to put me, mm-hmm. you know? So for me, it's wherever the Lord leads me, but I, I, I do have to have, in order for that to happen, you got to have some guidelines, you know? And so scripture is my guide. So for me, at the end of the day, when I, when I get a role offer, whether it's a faith base, whether it is, you know, mainstream, whether at the end of the day, it needs to be something that if God was standing there right with me, which he, he is, I know, he, you know, you don't see him, but he, you're always in the presence of God. I got to be able to turn to turn to Jesus and say, Hey, you cool with this? And if that script is filled with stuff that I know that this, this, uh, that the Bible doesn't agree with, then it's an easy no for me, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, so for me, I will do anything that does not dishonor God. And that doesn't mean that the role always has to be something spiritual or have anything to do with faith at all. It just needs to be something that I could sit down with, with God and sit down with Jesus, you know, uh, something that the Holy Spirit would allow me to do because it doesn't dishonor him, you know, with a lot of foul language or, you know, nudity, or even if it doesn't do those things, but it's, it just suggests a bunch of th- things that would be against God. And I wouldn't feel comfortable if he walked in the room and saw me performing my roles. So that's my criteria. So mm-hmm. as long as it doesn't violate, you know, uh, the things that, that God would, would you know say say um, no to like if, as long as that's not in the equation then it's a it's a candidate then it just comes down to whether I feel I, that I fit the role that is something that I feel like I can be true to and then I would do it. What about for you, Ty, in in creating movies? Mm-hmm. I know that that faith base seems to be you know in your wheelhouse. Uh, is is that where you see you know your future future movie making? Well, yeah, <laughs> TC. Said it best. I just try to be obedient. I tell everyone all the time that I just try to be obedient and what the Lord puts on me to write. I write. I love writing faith-based movies, uh, and I believe that I write them differently than a lot of folks because I'm not afraid to take on the hard subjects. And as a writer, for me, it's the it's not trying you know just not trying to be a lazy writer. Just writing what's comfortable. Figure out how to take something difficult like PTSD or in the case of a question of faith, a small child losing a life. Figure out how to write that in a way that it's just not lazy and it's not typical. So I, you know, I'll I'll get these stories on my mind and then I sit there and try, okay, how am I going to write this? Uh, I've written all kinds of genres. I've I've written a crime thriller. I've have three scripts right now that I've written that we're preparing to send out, and they're crime thrillers. It's nothing to do with faith based. And um, I'm writing a script right now that's a biblical thriller, and it's the second to the first script I wrote. It's the sequel to that. So I just write what's you know what's on my mind, and I uh, like TC. I feel like what I'm able to do is a blessing. Um, I've wanted to write for many, many years. I, even when I was in the military, I wanted to write movies, and I just kept learning and reading and watching. And 
I'm not school trained at all. I have no, I have not a single class on wow. screenwriting. That's hard to believe. <laughs> and, uh, so this. I know that what I do is God given that God places this in my mind and says, okay, sit down. This is what I want you to write right now. Mm-hmm. And I think he does that for me as a writer for different reasons, because uh, I believe that, yes, I love writing faith-based movies, but now he's showing me that I can write beyond that. You know, I've written two comedies COVID was horrible. Don't get me wrong. There was a horrible time and it's you know, still yeah. lingering around. But what COVID did for me was for the first time in about four years, five years, allowed me to just sit and write. Because mm-hmm. as a company, we shut down and said, okay, we're not doing anything that will expose anyone or, or harm or threaten anyone's life. So we're going to shut down this year. So we focused on some business and stuff. But for me, I think I wrote five movies last year and I, <laughs> I hadn't done that in years. <laughs> so I was like a kid in a candy store. It was like, Oh wow. I get to write again today. Right. And, and you know, and God placed in my mind these stories to write. And, and so I write them and um, you know, I think God's just saying you're, you're a writer. That's what I put and purposed on you to do. This is what you should be doing. You should be writing. Here's what I want you to write right now. And, um, it is the way I make a living now. So um, I, I believe I will always write faith-based movies because, again, they're my favorite movies to write because mm-hmm. you could take mm-hmm. a character like TC just played Travis and you can just scar them up and just just put all kinds of faults in them and then there's a huge redemptive piece at the end. And that's what I love about writing faith-based films is you can really, really just dump so much stuff on that character in the beginning and then start unraveling it. Mm-hmm. And I think the audience enjoys, you know, seeing that as well. TC, you had um, to go through COVID as an actor. What was that experience like for you? Uh, well, it was, it was, it was, it was okay. Nothing would compare to, um, you know, losing my mother. I lost my mother uh, on April 15th to COVID last year. Mm. And so, you know, that was the toughest part of that. I mean, I, everything mm. else really doesn't matter to me. Yeah. You know, I, I was, um, yeah, the, the industry shut down and, you know, I was at the same time, my main concern was, you know, my family in Cleveland sure. and my mother was in Cleveland and I'm um, just at, I was in Southern California at the time. I li- I just moved to the Texas area, but I've been in uh, you know Southern California for the last nine years, and so we were like the first place to really start like shutting down. And and it, I felt like we were in SoCal getting the information first in terms of what to do, and then next thing I know, it's spilling all over the news. So I was thinking like, is my mother catching this? And you know, my brothers and sisters are they catching this as fast? So I started just relay information as fast as I could. I was kind of focus on that. Then when I wasn't doing that, you just, I'm like, Ty, you sitting here. And, you know, so I took that time. And then again, I was started to work on my documentary, you know, and I ended up uh, making the first documentary. So that was really my first films, you know, uh, one hour um, and 11 minute film, 24 counter, the story behind the run. And I was doing that and I'm doing kind of the same things that Ty was doing, just trying to make the best of it. But it was a reflective period for me to just see like if if what I want to do, what do I have to be in Southern California for it? This this COVID stuff really is showing you the brevity of life. Kept seeing that death number up there. And then when I lost my mother, I just was like, okay, all all, all bets are off in terms of, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not letting anything hold me 
wherever you want me, Lord, I just want to make sure that I'm doing what you call me to do because life is just so short, regardless of whether you get to live it out all the way or something happens in the next few days or months or years. So I just wanted to make sure I'm where God wanted me to be. I gave him everything in prayer and just said, Lord, do with me what you want. Next thing I know, I'm not even in Southern California no more. And I am the CEO of this company right here. And uh, now I am, you know, getting ready to be running my own network and, uh, you know, writing films and continuing to act. And, you know, so I'm just doing all kinds of different things. I'm on two TV shows now. So the thing that birthed out of it for me was just an opportunity to show um, that on some of the darkest days of your life, you know, I made a movie that was glorifying God. That was the 24 counter thing. And uh, I've been telling people that I've let the pain that I was feeling from losing my mother, I've allowed God to, I mean, he's, I didn't even allow him. He just took me over, gave me peace. And the peace surpassed the pain and was replaced with the peace of knowing that because my mother knew Jesus, I'll see her again. And I've just been spending time allowing that peace to show. And it's been inspiring people. So, um, you know, and now the acting starting to kind of start back up again and, and we're filming again and everything. But, you know, I'm I'm just staying extremely careful and just trying to play my role. Um, and not only that tough situation, but all the other tough situations that's going on around the country. I just I just asked the Lord to help me to know how to play my role within it. And I'm going to do it. and I'm going to do it in faith. Tell me about PAX. I'm excited about that. It's funny. Some new, I just broke some news that I, I, I didn't even get it because this just happened literally within the last couple of days, right before, wow. you know, Ty let me know. We have breaking we news, on. folks. We pretty, we pretty much do. I, I, six months ago, I came, uh, when I, when I got here in the Texas area, I was coming here because like I said, I'm, I'm a recurring character now for season two of Vindication. So get ready to check that out later this summer, um, for Vindication. And then, um, I was coming to do some executive producing with PAX. I was just here to help um, with the new original content that they were going to be doing here, brand new um, television network and it's entertainment on a mission. And basically it's, we're collecting talent from all over the world, showcasing this talent um, with the sole purpose of leading people to Jesus. So this is, this is, this is entertainment with a mission. So you'll see movies, television shows, you know, writers, you know, um, poems, dance, music, all kinds of stuff. And we're going to package it in such a way, like it's a TV network. So you can, you can, you know, it's, it's like you go on any of these other streaming services and you, you see the different areas and different categories and you'll see all these different categories of talent, but everything is aimed at when the person's done watching it, you know, they, they will have seen something that's going to inspire them. So this is all about, you know, inspire, inspiring clean family entertainment. And, but the cool thing is we'll have this 24 hour live stream. That's free. That anytime you click on it, you can watch uh, something that will inspire you, whether it's a, a, a faith-based news show or, you know, a uh, you know, TV show or movie or whatever, it's just playing free. So we want to have a free element to it. So we don't put any money in between a person being able to, you know, get some entertainment that inspires them. I think the the really cool thing about it was in the last couple of days, I was approached by the founding members to be the CEO. Uh, Congratulations. And, 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 Congratulations. And, yeah, that was that. So now I get to lead the charge and uh, it's, it's exciting to me because it's a culmination of my life's work to where now I can open doors for other people who want to do God honoring entertainment and they don't have to have the hard road that I had to get it done. They know that there is a place that is looking for that to showcase their gifts and their talents without all the strings and all the different things you got to go through. And we're the only network that's going to be able to say that our mission 
is to honor God with our with with our um, uh, entertainment and win souls for Him. It's a it's this is entertainment with a mission, and that's nothing. We're not in comp- competition with any of the other streaming services. In fact, I got quite a few of them, and I love them. But our mission is different. Their mission is to entertain, and you know, and our mission is to use entertainment as a vehicle to win souls for Jesus. So, you know, that we're the only network doing that, and it's it's fun. That's what makes us different. I'm excited to grab talent from all over the country, showcase it, and give them a chance because they because people use their gifts and and stuff on all like on YouTube and some other places, and they they do poems or they do messages and ministry and movies, and, and they they say we're looking for, we love to be able to use this in ministry. Well, PAX TV is going to be a place where you can find that because we're going to grab it. We're going to showcase it in a very, very cool way. So, and I get to lead the charge. So I'm, I'm very, very excited about it. I think we'll get some of Thai movies on there. Yeah. Sounds like you need a staff right. It's going to be good. I, I think great. your mom would be proud. Yes, sir. See. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. Sure. She'd, be, she'd be smiling ear to ear, man. And, uh, and you know, she, they, you know, Thai, right when we were, you get a rough, a really rough cut. You know, if you're an actor like me, if you lead, you beg for it. You just want to see a little bit of the rough. Yeah. Todd's always cool about letting me see the rough. And, uh, and that's rare because people know that's not a representation of the whole thing, but mm. you know, he lets me see it. I'm excited to do. So, you know, I remember letting my mother get a peek at what I was doing and she was proud then. She didn't get a chance uh-huh. to see it when it was done, but I just been saying that ever since then, my mother was someone that loved to see me succeed and so I can tell you this, she would be grinning ear to ear, telling everybody, you know, um, you know, about how proud she is. And so that's what inspires me to keep, you know, making her proud, um, you know, just in spirit, you know. And so when I see her again, you know, I, I catch her up on, on what on what she missed out on. It'll be great. <laughs> Our prayers will be with you because Mother's Day is coming and that it's going to yeah. be a tough time for you. Well, her birthday was April 9th. So I just had wow. that. And uh, she passed a week later on April 15th. So it was a double whammy. So I just, it was her birthday. And then it was the anniversary of when she passed. But you know what, brother? I got to tell you, I just don't run from the peace. I think that's, if he gives me peace, I think it's just the, the way to honor her in the best way is to, is, is I took both of those days and I dedicated one of my podcasts to her. And then the other day I just went on, on my, on my social media and, and I show people this big old smile on my face that I didn't have to manufacture because I was telling them, I'm just waiting to fall apart and it's going to be okay. If it happens where I just fall apart, I just need to cry. And that's totally fine. That's grieving. Jesus cried. Jesus wept. Sure. You see a lot of grieving. But the point is for whatever reason, the Holy spirit is holding me up in such a way where it just, it just doesn't happen. And instead I get the strength to to go and make someone else's day on days like that. And I think that's the Lord wanting me to show people the peace that surpasses understanding because we talk about it a lot of times, but it's nice when people can actually see it in action and they, they know you should be hurting, but you got a genuine, real Holy Spirit led smile on your face. And because if I went to heaven and saw my mother right now, she said, I'm okay. And Jesus said, I got her. How could I come back to earth and be mad? There's no way. And so if I believe that's where she is, I got no reason to be mad. If I ever cry, it's just because I miss her. That's all that would be about, just because I miss her. But I ain't mad at where she is, and I ain't sad about where she is. I just miss her from being here and, and seeing great stuff like this and, you know, and the DVD coming out and all that cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. But nonetheless, um, he's holding me up, and I'm going to, on Mother's Day, I'll probably go on and do a message to all the mothers or people who've lost mothers, and I and I plan to have that same peace that surpasses all understanding. So I actually look forward to it. I look forward to Mother's Day. Heavenly Perspective. Thank you for sharing that with us, TC. Yes, sir. Ty, um, 
you mentioned that you uh, are going to be out of town next week. You're working on your next film. Tell us, uh, give, give us a little preview. Yeah, uh, we're leaving uh, Bishop Mackey, my business partner, is actually leaving Saturday. We already have some people on the ground uh, in Harrison, Arkansas. Uh, I leave next Friday, but we're going to be producing a movie for a company out of uh, Arkansas called Up To You Films. The name of the film is Running the Basis. Beautiful story that they wrote, and they hired Mance Mackey to be the production company, so... We start pre-production, I think the second or the third, and we go into production mid-May, and we'll be there until end of July. We'll be filming in Harrison, Arkansas, Springfield, Missouri, and Frisco, Texas with this film. So we'll be gone for about two months. Excited about it. It's a, it's a great piece, great guys we're working for. It's a great story, and I, I'm looking forward to next year, people seeing that movie. TC uh, referenced it a while ago. The DVD of My Brother's Keeper is right. coming out. Tell me the details. May 11th. May yeah. 11th is the release date on DVD. And uh, there are several platforms, Target, a few other, Amazon, places like that. They can uh, Anyone can go to mbkfilm.com. It's mbkfilm.com. And all the places where they can pre-order the DVD is up on the site right now. So it can be pre-ordered right now and you know, we're excited. We're excited about getting the DVD out there, mm-hmm. and uh, we have a church screening process uh, that you can also find on the site where churches can go screen the movie. That's been going so well that it was supposed to end 19 April, but they've extended it out to 30 June because that's going so well. So uh, if, if, you, you know, if you, someone wants to show the movie at their church or an organizational function, they can do that by going to that site and it'll be all set up. And the good thing about that, too, is... We agreed that whatever church showed a movie, uh, we are donating back 15% of the ticket sales to that church uh, mm-hmm. for them supporting the movie. So we just, you know, we wanted to give back, mm-hmm. and this is a way that we can give back. So but we're excited about the DVD. I'm, I'm looking forward to grabbing a couple myself. And Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, the movie's been out a month, and y- y'all are in a position both as an actor and a producer, writer, to uh, to read the reviews, to get feedback from those in the industry. Right. Uh, what are you hearing? You know, um, it's, it's always good. I mean, we haven't had any any bad reviews from any industry. I think right now we're rolling at an 81 on Rotten Tomatoes, which wow. for me is like, wow, that's, <laughs> you know, a question of faith, I think, finished at 77% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I was happy about, and now we're, we're holding at 81%. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. So that kind of tells you that, okay, um, at least for me, it says, all right, you know, people are enjoying this and see this as a quality product. Uh, yeah. Because you yeah. see a lot of Rotten Tomato scores. They're big budget movies, but their scores are low and it's, it's either the writing or the production quality or whatever the case may be. So this tells us that, okay, we still have a, you know, we're still putting a quality product out there on the table for people to see. And that excites me. But, um, yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of industry people that I know have called and said, "Hey, you know, can't wait for it to come on DVD." A lot of people are still afraid to go into into theaters to see it, of mm-hmm. course. But uh, the people that have gone into theaters that have seen it, uh, several producers that I know have called me and said, "Hey, man, that was great work. Who did your Who did your post? Who did this? How did you get mm-hmm. Universal to, to distribute it?" I'm like, I don't <laughs> know the answers to that latter part. Mm-hmm. They just saw it and loved it, but 
we had some great crew people and great post-production people. Uh, Apex Studios down in New Orleans did all our post work. Uh, Apex and Kappa Studios did some in California and Apex down in uh, New Orleans. And between the two of them, they just got it right. They just It just looks fantastic and sounds fantastic. DC, uh, what do you hope will be in the hearts of people when they walk out of the theater or watch it on DVD? What message do you want this movie to to resonate in their hearts with? Uh, you know, I get I get that question a lot, and it's 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 funny. If it it's like for the most part, I, I always just want them to. Uh, I used to say, you know, enjoy yourself and and be inspired, but now it's just like I feel like people go to the movies for all kinds of different reasons. And as long as it's a positive expectation, I hope those expectations are met. You know, like that, be, I, 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 and I just start answering that question that way because I know some people might be coming because they know a per, like they know the theme of the movie and maybe they know a soldier who's struggling with PTSD and they're hoping that they see something that comes out of this that they maybe can take back with them and, and go to that person with. Or maybe even they're looking to see if they can watch this and show it to a fellow soldier. There may be um, s- some people who kind of know that they're they, like you can see and, and kind of pick up things from the trailer. They may just see certain things where they're just like, oh, I want to go see if this happens. There's some people that are going to want to go and see, is this really quality? Can, 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 you know, can these faith based folks really do a movie? And then I will want them to go and be able to come out and say, oh, man, I, they really tore that up. So if the reason that you're going is, or is, is just a positive reason and you ain't just going to try to tear it up. Cause that's just what you feel like doing. But if you're going for a positive reason, I just pray that you get what you came for, because that's, that's what it, that's what it's all about. When you choose the, the, the medium of entertainment and somebody's going to, you know, pay a fee and grab their family and head on out, whatever you came looking for, if it's positive and it gives the film a chance and, and we get a chance to really show you what we can do, I hope you come out with that. That's like my overall feeling now, almost now with any film that I ever do. But then secondly, I feel like the film serves a purpose. And I, if people come out of that film feeling a couple things, that there's nothing too hard for God and that you don't have to always have all the answers when somebody has a problem. All you got to do is have love, patience, and, and be a listening ear. And, and if you, um, and if you and if you come out of there feeling like maybe you saw yourself in that film some way and you inspired in terms of how to deal with the tough issues, then I feel like the film has served its purpose as well. And that soldiers, you know, feel honored, you know, um, and I know God will be honored. And so if all of that happens just from a targeted standpoint, then those are all the things that I think about when I when I see somebody walking in with a ticket or, you know, like families will be sitting down watching this with DVD or on digital with their families. I hope when they're done, they just feel good. For any any number of those reasons, I hope they really just feel good. It's like wow, and then they think like, man, who can I share this with? Who can I, you know, I want, I want other people to see it. That really, that really blessed me today, or that really made my day, you know. So that's that's what I hope for. You got anything to add there, Ty? Yeah, you know, for me as a writer, of course, again, like I said earlier, I'm always nervous when the, when the movies come out. Uh, and like TC, even when I write, uh, I go back and I go, oh, I probably should have written that differently. I could have done this. <laughs> uh, but first and foremost, I just want people to be entertained because it is a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and unfortunately, it's a movie with a very dark subject. So I, I wish they go in and sit down and come back and feel like, wow, I was, that hour and a half was entertaining. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. 
And then, you know, two, the message in this movie for me was regardless how far along you think you are, how, how bad you think you have it, uh, if you think you're nearing the end of something, uh, there's always a door open at a church you can walk in. And that's what happened to my mom and my dad. You know, when my dad and mom was at that end where it just didn't seem like the family was going to survive, my grandmother suggested to them that they go to the church for counseling. And being a, a poor family in a coal mine in West Virginia, they couldn't afford you know, a professional counseling, so they did. They, they went through that door. They walked through that door at the church and started receiving that counseling. And that eventually led to my father becoming a deacon, a minister, and then he went on to pastor his own churches. So I, I saw what walking through that door did to change my father. And I believe that if you are near the end, or you think you feel like you just can't do anything else, take that one last thing and go walk through the door of a church and somebody there will, will listen to you. And that could start to change your life. You know, for my father, it was a bridge. It bridged that gap to where he could afford to get professional counseling, but it changed everything in our lives. And I just hope people see that. And there's a part in the film where TC's character is out there in the rain in the front lawn of the church. Mm-hmm. And he's about to, you know, do the worst thing he could possibly do to himself. And the church door opened and it changed everything. And that's why I wrote that scene in the film. It's, that's the metaphor of, hey, this is what this movie is all about. And that's when the character's life started to change, just when that door opened for him and he walked through it. So I hope people get that out of the movie and, you know, enjoy themselves. Come home, like T said, come back home and talk about it and tell people about it and say, you need to see this movie. It did a lot for me. So We've been talking about My Brother's Keeper and uh, talking to the writer of the script and the executive producer, Ty Manns, T.C. Stallings playing Travis Fox, the star, playing the lead role in the movie. Gentlemen, thank you all for helping folks who don't know about the movie. Certainly now they've got a better understanding of what it is about. Thank you for making it. There are going to be a lot of people that are struggling with PTSD, and and this will help, hopefully, in, in their perspective of where do we turn to get help. Um, but But thank you for sharing what was in your hearts, because more... Uh, was said tonight about, uh, you know, what goes on inside people mm-hmm. and where you can turn to, to get help if you're having uh, issues with, with who's got the answer to my problems. So, gentlemen, on, uh, on that note, I will again thank both of you for sharing your time on this podcast with me tonight. We want to remind folks that you can watch Faces of Faith stream live on WRBL.com every Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central. Watch the replay the very next day on our website. And then coming soon, you can make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or Audible, so you'll be able to listen to the show on the go. I want to thank our producer tonight, our director, uh, sitting beside me, Dylan Hansen. Dylan always does an outstanding job and helps to make this go so smoothly, and we couldn't do it without him. As always, before we go, remember, whatever you're going through, keep the faith. Thanks for joining us.